Welcome to the Hole in the Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. I'm James Groves, and along with my business partner, Bill DeMent, we want to share our journey as small business owners with you. As owners of Hole in the Wall Drywall Repair, we will attempt to peel back the curtain of owning a small business in the trade service industry and talk about the many adventures of owning a small business. All right. Good morning, Bill. Hey, good morning, James. How you doing? Excellent. It's a great day today. We are so happy that we've got our uh, our guest today. We have Lamont Gwynn from Lamont G Photography here today. Lamont, thank you very much for showing up. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Excellent. Now, I've known Lamont for a little while now, um, and um, I will have to say that, uh, embarrassingly, my uh, our company headshots have been embarrassing... Uh, over the past several years. They, they've been actually missing in action. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I literally think the one picture I had on our website was one that my wife took of me when we were on vacation um, at a seafood restaurant and oh. just happened to live <laughs> on the website for almost eight years. So Yeah. And I think for a lot of small business, it's for me particularly, it was one of those things I didn't even know we were missing it, didn't know we needed it mm-hmm. until we had it. Yeah. And <laughs> and now looking at the finished product, now just showing Lamont the uh, brochure, which is one of the places oh, yeah. that we've used it, I'm just like it just added such an element uh, of, of professionalism. Yeah. I mean, we're just we're just we upped our game. Well, because Lamont became um, I came acquainted with you uh, because of Trish Murphy from Marketing Smarty Pants, exactly. And uh, and she's no, no, you guys need headshots. Well, have Lamont do them. And so I literally talked to you even before we were in our B and I together for probably a couple of months ahead of time. And I was like, okay, it was not important to me. Mm-hmm. No offense. It just wasn't important. And then I saw your work. I'm like, oh, this is important. Mm-hmm. And then we all of a sudden, we were designing new websites and we're designing right. brochures and we're yep, branching out into the franchising and yeah. a lot of that going and on. And then it became a push. Like I need to get headshots and I need to get them right now. Yep. So anyways, I know you're not just a headshot guy, but why don't you uh, say hi and introduce yourself and kind of give us a little bit about your professional background, who you are. Okay, okay. First of all, I want to say thank you. Because I've been invited on shows before. I've been invited on radio shows. And this is the first time that I've ever had someone who is a client after experiencing what what you went through working with me. Uh-huh. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you because you kind of know what I do, right? Yeah, we right. went through the process. Right. Yeah. So. I'm an expression coach. I've been doing photography for the last uh, 13 years. And when I started photography, I was the guy that did everything. Mm. Then in 2015, I came to the realization that I was exhausted Mm. and I was going to just shut my business down. So when you say everything, like weddings and stuff too? I did weddings. I did parties. I did everything. I did children. I did everything. And it wasn't until I and it and and it grew into frustration mm-hmm. because the onboarding for a, a headshot photographer, I mean a headshot client, is much different than onboarding for a wedding. Right. The yeah, process sure is much different. So I remember sitting with my mom in tears, saying, "I think I need to shut my business down," and she kind of supported that mm. decision. And then I heard that voice inside say, relaunch and re- re- rebrand and relaunch. What do you like to do? What I like to do is c- connect with people. Mm. And so it wasn't until 2017 that I 
realize what was going on with me in photos working with people. I'm kinesthetic. I'm the touchy-feely guy. My mom growing up would always say, why are you so sensitive? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kinesthetic. So for me, a photo j- just isn't a visual experience. It's also a kinesthetic one. I need to feel something. And so, and that's how people subconsciously interact with photos. So that's where the whole expression coach, uh, expression coach comes in because what I do is I teach people how to express a feeling, convey an emotion, or send a message. My question to you, like when we had on our, in our session, what right. do you want people to see and feel about you? And then we work to tap into real feeling to get you to that expression. Right. right. Yeah, that's really insightful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we were able to pull some things out of us, um, even though my lack of smiling, somehow you made me smile. Um, and it was, it was more than just, you know, smile, say cheese. It was like in a, it was a process. Tell me about a moment in your life that you're – you know, have a happy memory. Tell me about, you know, what are you in business for? I mean, it was like mm-hmm. you really probe us, almost like you were interviewing us for a video and you pulled things out of us. It was, it, and it, it was amazing great. as you're going through those questions with him to, to feel those emotions begin to mm-hmm. sort of bubble up. Yeah. And, and they do show in your countenance. Yeah. So you're doing this. I mean, obviously you're here in Central Florida currently, but I know you just got back from out of town. Weren't you traveling and doing these? Uh, so I was in New York for a client that I do fashion photography for, nice. but I've been doing this this project for him for the last five years. Wow! So um, that's a different different feel for me mm-hmm. because I don't have as much control mm-hmm. as I do with my clients. Mm. I just show up. I set up the lighting. The model's there. It's a professional model. She knows how to move. He knows the looks that he's going for, and all I do is press. Press the shutter. Oh, right. nice. Yeah. So it, that's it's a pretty cool gig to have, um, but but my heart, where my heart lies, is with the um, headshot headshot photography because a lot of times, like you said, Bill, people don't know that they don't that they need it. Yeah. And they don't realize the impact that it could have on their business when people see. Go to their website and see who they're going to do business with. Yeah. So what are some of the, I mean, I know we needed to get our headshots because we were doing the website and doing our brochure, but I mean, what are some of the things that people come to you needing those for? Definitely for uh, websites, for LinkedIn pages. Um, If they're, if they're speakers, Mm -hmm. someone's asking for their bio, they're going to speak at an event. Um, those are generally, generally, um, and it also if they're starting something new. So a lot of times people, a lot of people have multiple things going on. They have their day job or their day business and they have a side hustle or they are doing two or three different things. Those target audiences are different. And so the same headshot won't necessarily work for every target audience. Like for you, you're going after uh, you're going after people f- um, for your tra- franchise business. Right, that's a lot different than the headshot for running the day to day. So, how do you go about figuring that out? I mean, trying to figure out what headshot's good for for what person. I mean, that's got to be a process. It is. It is, and it's, it's all about the conversation. I had a, a young lady call me yesterday, and she said uh, she's a pharmacist. She's trying to get her headshot um, 
up on LinkedIn. So I asked her, I said, so she said, so I don't know what to wear. I said, so let me ask you in your industry, do you wear the white coat or do you dress up? She says, well, there are two different sides to the industry. In some part of the industry, we wear the white coat and some part of the industry we don't. And I said, so where do you see yourself going? Do you see yourself in both of those scenarios? Because if you do, then we need to have headshots that will appeal to both of the audiences in that one particular industry, if that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We, we actually had you do two different headshots for us, right. actually three, one with our, our logo shirts and one with our suit jackets on. And then we did a, a bad boy post that Bill and I together with the arms crossed. Arms crossed. Yeah. 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 I was going to, I'm going to pull that up on my iPad and show him while we're chatting here. <laughs> Um, so who are some of the other clients? I mean, just want to dig in a little bit to figure out kind of like, who's the kind of person that's going to come. Cause I didn't know I needed it. I didn't know we wanted it. And then once we realized that we had nothing, cause the average person is using just like, like even with podcasts, you can do a podcast on your cell phone. You can do a podcast with a nice setup like we have here. A lot of people take pictures on, on your, you know, on your, your cell phones and you think it looks good. Isn't that great? That looks great. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you could, Sorry, for, I'm just showing you the picture. The other picture he took for us in our work shirts with our arms crossed Listen, go uh, to on our franchising website. HoleInTheWallFranchising.com. You can see the picture we're talking about. He's, if you could yeah. see him, he's really smiling. He's yeah. happy with the job he pulled <laughs> off there. That's good. No, it does. But it's not just the picture. It's the whole thing. You see uh-huh. how it all comes together. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's one of it's an effective element in that in that entire page. Right. Yeah. You know, because if the photo isn't the end all be all, right? It it's a part of the marketing. It's mm-hmm. one of the elements in the marketing toolkit. So right. it's not going to make the entire thing, mm-hmm. but it will, much like your brand colors, the font, all of those things working together with your photo makes it all work. Yeah, it en- it enhances having that element adds so much professionalism as it is. Because I know people, they're, if they're, I don't know if they're realtors, whatever I mean, the business cards has their picture on it. Um, signatures, email signatures are huge. And yep. a, lot of, a lot of those people have their, their, their picture on, their headshot on it. Right. And so it really is used in so many places. I know, I know currently, you know, we did it for the brochure and the website, but I've already used my headshot for profile pictures for social media, for when I log into something that they need us to do a photo of ourselves, I use that now. It's become my, my picture on my, my phone as in, in my own, my own V card. You know, mm-hmm. I actually have a nice picture. It's weird. The pride that I have now that I have a good picture. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I could lose a few pounds, but you know, this looks pretty good. Right. You know, you, here's another element for service industry. Like you, you have people that go into other people's homes. Mm-hmm. Having good headshots of your team, when people go to your website and they see a team of people that they can trust, mm-hmm. then they are more open because they feel like, oh, I've seen that person before on the right. website. Right. So that's another area where I think a lot of businesses miss because, you know, um, it's not just drywall, it's carpeting. It's, it's a whole host of other things where you send people into someone else's house. They want to know, can I trust this? Can I trust this person coming into the house? And a headshot is one of the ways to deliver that message. There is a level of comfort when you know the person coming to your home, whatever trade it is, mm-hmm. someone's going to clean your carpets to, you know, you're installing an alarm system. 
to know who that person is coming in the door. We, from the start of our, our, our website, we've always had kind of an about us, meet the crew page. Yeah, we've, we've made an yeah. effort to have pictures, but they're they're nothing like you're producing, that's well, for we'll, sure. We'll, we'll talk later. I'll show you what we got versus what we're going to get. Um, but as we hire somebody, you know, we take their picture, we put them mm-hmm. online. And then our software is, so when we send the, hey, your, your, uh, your service technician will be there soon, we want to have their picture, you know, on that email or the text message too. So I think, I think it really helps. Yeah. Um, Cause you want a, the customer to feel safe. Yep. And so, well, I was told that this person's going to be here. I went to the website or I got a text message with their picture. They show up at the door. All right. I know it's legit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that speaks to another thing about the, the, the importance of updating your headshot. Some people have the same headshot for years. And so I go and I, I go to the website, I see somebody. And then when I meet them in person, it's, not the same thing. I literally mm-hmm. remember going to a meeting and I didn't know what the person looked like, but they lo- knew what I looked like, but they identified me right away right. because of, a, I had a photo that looked like me. Mm-hmm. So, well, I, we had a company meeting this morning. So once a month I serve, we, we make breakfast for the, the, the field crew and we do safety meetings. We talk about the previous month and future stuff. One of our younger guys, his name is Jaden. Um, shout out to Jay. 20 years old, 20 years old. And, um, he's a lead in a truck. He's doing amazing. And he came to me after the meeting, he says, boss, I, I need to change my picture on the website. I go, why? He says, cause that was a year ago. He says, I look a lot different now than now I that's an ago. eternity to that 20 year old. Right. Oh my goodness. But, right? but you know what? He's been out on his own in a truck and mm-hmm. we, we calculated that he's done 400 jobs for us this year. Wow. And he's not the same guy. And he realizes that. In just one year. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to have to do a, a mass, a mass shooting soon. Yeah. Mass photo shoot soon. Yeah. Shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing involving weaponry. No. <laughs> Excellent. Well, what else can we talk about? What else can we can we pull from you? Um, the importance of having a headshot is is key. Um, I used to do a lot of entertainment, and we would do a lot of keynote speakers. And you were talking about um, if you're speaking or something, but I'm going back in my Rolodex in my brain, and I remember like when you have someone who is a keynote speaker, you, you need more than just one headshot. You really need multiple angles and stuff. So, yep. so what's your typical process? Do you do you do just one, or do you I mean? So my typical process is to, to first, like I said, have a conversation, understand what they're involved in, and then create a a session around that so that they can get what they need. Um, Another thing important is you, from the way that I work, I shoot so that you can see the images real time so that you're not guessing. Yeah. Yeah, That that was was helpful. helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, because a lot of times photographers are send you, send you, you don't, you walk out the door, you you don't know what you've produced and then you get the photos and you're not happy. And one of the things that I make sure is I want to make sure that my clients see a photo that they at least one, mm-hmm. but based on the package, one photo from from every set that they're happy with so that there's no questions afterwards. Um, so that's the process. That's a part of that's a part of the process. And yeah, that's the answer. I remember I remember when we did ours, I mean, because Bill wears glasses and 
had we not had the feature to look at the real time, you would never have known as the, the, the green tint that happened because mm-hmm. of the glasses. Yep. And there was a few times that, you know, whether it was, it was eyes or smiles that we had to go back and, you know, I'm, I'm not happy with the, the way that shirt wrinkle mm-hmm. is wrinkled. Um, so it was very beneficial to have that real time. Yeah. Do you ever, uh, like do like, you know, pose on, I'm on, I'm on a rock or I've got flowers in my hair or action style things or. So it all depends. I do have a package for, um, for individuals who is called my legacy, legacy builders package is mm-hmm. for people who have a lot going on. They, um, want to create a library that they can choose from. And I've had some people get creative on those shoots. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of leave it up. To, I kind of leave that creativity up to them. When you're dealing with professional headshots, it's, it's pretty straightforward. You do get some lifestyle kind of shots. You can do some lifestyle kind of shots. Mm-hmm. So when you add uh, too much stuff, it just takes away from what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But I guess it depends on what kind of what kind of image you want to portray. Right. When someone looks at that photo. Right. I see headshots for actors, and you know they got their their elbows in their their, their head and their chin, or they got their very dramatic, know, right? Very dramatic yeah. Looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's another thing too. I think uh, for uh, for the adult listeners who have young um, entrepreneurs or um, even young entrepreneurs that are listening. Um, it's really important to work with a photographer who understands that when you are young and you are very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, successful building trust with people who are older than you can be difficult. Right. So with young people, one of the things that I, I work with them is to try to get, have that maturity showing their photos to build trust across the board of people that they need to work with. So that's another, that's another thing um, that, that I'm really good at when working with younger, mm-hmm. younger uh, entrepreneurs. I, I'm wondering about, um, you know, a small business like hole in the wall beyond the headshot. Are there other um, avenues of photography that, that you would do or that come to mind? Like, you know, I'm thinking pictures of shop space, office space, vehicles. Vehicles, These are really big part of our business because they are our representation out in the streets every day. Right. So I will say I can do that. Mm -hmm. Right. There are different specialties. A lot of people get confused because a person has a camera, they can do everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much like you specialize in your field, right. you're not somebody's going to say, hey, can you come and build us a house? Mm-hmm. Yes, we can, but we're not designed for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we understand that. Right. Yeah. But the, and the, the good news is, is that it, I think it's important more than what you are able to do yourself is that just the philosophy of good photography is important. Like, in us, in our in our business, you know, God bless Trish. She's had us working working hard. When you walked in, I was editing a video for for social media, and um, we've had to educate our crew on how to take quality like before and after pictures, right? Or look for that one candid shot that could be a good a good fit for 
for, for social media posts. Like there's, there's pictures in our brochure. You know, there's one of our technicians on a ladder, and he's got a smile on him with a thumbs up. It was a candid shot, but that shot's a great shot. Right. So it's not just obviously, I mean, your specialty is for headshots, but in general, photography is key. One of, you know, one of the things we fail to do that we keep trying to do is I want to get all of our trucks together. I want to get my drone out, and I want to do a nice, you know, 4K picture or whatever, but it, it doesn't seem to kind of kind of happen, but we're we're working on it. So what other situations, not necessarily headshots specific, um, what are some of the things that we should look for when we're doing these, you know, kind of ad libby before and after pictures? Or is there some tips that we can get? Because we can't always hire a, 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 an expert like you to get every shot. So what's an average schmo like me? What do we need to look at when we start taking some of our own just like non-headshotty pictures? To don't wing it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Don't wing it. Um, be very, uh, be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intentional. Yes. Mm-hmm. Be very intentional about what you're trying to do and make sure that everybody understands what you're going after. Um, because those types of shots don't happen haphazardly. Right. They're very intentional how people stand. Let's say if you have the four trucks and you want your, your guys to stand in between trucks and how they're going to pose. Are they all going to cross the hands? Are they all going to put their hand, hands in their pocket? Right. Like what are those, be specific, you know, be very intentional about what, what the final scene is going to look like and then give everybody direction. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we, 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 we kind of joke about it, but where's my phone? So we take pictures of holes and walls and ceilings and and then the finished product. And and we were getting um, pictures of, you know, someone stands there, oh, look at that, and snap, but the, it's on portrait mode. And then, the, and then the after picture is now in landscape mode and maybe it's from a different angle entirely. And so we had to kind of coach them to, all right, listen, do me a favor, put an X on the floor and take a picture of landscape and portrait before and after. Oh, that's a good, that's a you good know, tip. Just, just, or, you know, and if the lighting is, is weird, just try and make it same. Because if it, if it's not, if I can't tell it's the same yeah. area, then yeah. it's, it's, it's useless. Yeah, if you, if you look at <clears throat> the before and after and you have to work really hard to figure out that that's the same mm-hmm. hole, that's not good. Right. It needs to be blatantly obvious. Yeah. This is the same thing, only the before is yucky and the after has been repaired. Right. Mm-hmm. And ceilings are white, right? And so... You better have something else in the picture other than a white ceiling. Yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say. So if you could get like a door frame mm-hmm. or something like right. that, that that gives you an indication that you're looking at the same Kind of helps spot. frame the image yeah. just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, I know you've got 13 years of incredible experience in this photography business, but you've had quite the journey. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I've gotten a sneak peek a little bit about your background and, and some of your testimony. And I tell you, it's inspiring. And... I don't know if there's anybody out there that needs to hear this, but I'd love for you to take a few minutes and just kind of tell a little bit about your journey and some of the struggles and ups and downs and successes you've had. Um, so I guess the, the, I guess the, the biggest turning point was there's always that one thing that happens in life that kind of sets you in a different direction. And for me, it was just prior to 9-11 I was working at an I was working at PricewaterhouseCoopers and um a, one of the women on the team I was the male secretary so for 20 years I've been the executive assistant mm. and 
There was a woman there who was threatened by me, who lied and said that I got into her face and they let me go. I wish I had the wherewithal to have moved through the legal process with that, mm -hmm. but I didn't. Mm. Um, and then 9-11 happened. And, and, and I was living in New York at the time. So when, the, when that happened, the whole economy in New York just sh completely shifted. Wow. So I had some struggles there. I became a bartender. Um, and eventually I found drugs. Mm. And um, lost complete control and had a psychosis breakdown. My mom had to come to New York from Baltimore to literally take me from the hospital back to Maryland. I went back to Maryland, never really addressed addiction. I was just so happy and grateful that God has saved my life that I went back home um, and I lived a life that my mom wanted me to live. Right. And eventually I wasn't happy. Um, it all resurfaced again. She passed away from pancreatic cancer in 2016. Mm. Um, about 2014, I started using again. And um, I needed to get out after she, after she passed away in 2017. I needed to leave. So I moved here to Florida, to Orlando. And you can't run from it. Right. Something that you just have to face. So in 2018... 2017, no, 2018, sorry, from 2018 to 2019, I actually um, lost my car, lost the part-time job that I had, nearly was about to lose my photography business, uh, lost a place to stay, and I essentially was homeless, living in transitional housing for a year. Mm, wow. And in that, I found the secret. And what's so interesting is I, I was raised in a very religious household. So I knew faith. Once I learned the secret and that we attract, you know, the, the law of attraction, I said, oh, so this is how this works. I've attracted everything that has happened to me in my life. I've attracted this. I can attract whatever I want. So I just started just redeveloping my life. Mm -hmm. And... um from transitional housing, I started journaling. I started writing I am statements, started writing gratitude statements, had no idea the power of gratitude statements and the power of gratitude. For... Now, now, what is that? Ex explain that just a minute. All right. So Oprah Winfrey said every morning she wrote, she would wake up and she would put three things in her in her, uh, in a jar that she's grateful for. If you listen to any motivational speaker, like a Tony Robin, a Robbins, um, Lisa Nichols, Les Brown, any of them talk about gratitude because gratitude is the thing that God, if you can be grateful in pure gratitude for what you have today, then it opens you up to receive more. Mm. So when I was in transitional housing, I would literally write, I'm so happy and grateful for my four-inch mattress because there's somebody out there that didn't have it. Hmm. Well. I would say, I'm so happy and grateful. Like I had to be a part of the kitchen cleaning crew. Mm -hmm. 
And when I went into that, I went in it with a sense of gratitude and I worked with a sense of gratitude. You know, other guys would go in there and would kind of sort of wipe things down. They wouldn't, wouldn't move a chair or sweep under. Th- I did it with, with, I treated it as if it was mine. Mm-hmm. It, I was cleaning my own kitchen. And um, eventually I got out of there. I moved into uh, a beautiful uh, duplex downtown mm-hmm. and Thornton Park. Like, who moves from transitional housing to that? To mm. You over there, you know, who moves yeah. there? Yeah, it's your studios yeah. in-house, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my journey. I've just learned to live a life of self-growth and development, mm-hmm. personal and professional growth and development, because... I think we all have the ability to, to be better. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I do too. And I think that having that perspective, being down, but then conquering addiction, conquering some of the self-doubt you had, yeah, learning how to be grateful, it helps you become, I mean, you're a great person. You know, we have, I got mad respect for you. Before I even knew your story, I loved you. Um, but once I knew your story, I had even more respect for you. And, but it, but it also shows in your work. So when you're, when you're trying to be this expression coach, which I don't want to brush over because that's truly what you are. You're not just a photographer. You're an expression coach. It allows you to tap into all those experiences and resources, and it brings out the best in the people that you're photographing. That you're, that you're photographing. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, wow. Wow. Great story. I'm Thank glad, you. I'm Enjoyed glad, it. Yeah. I'm glad we were able to uh, to link up, and and I would love our listeners to kind of know um, how to get hold of you if they if they want to use your services. Uh, my website www.lamont with an e l a m o n t e g photography Excellent. Excellent. Well, all right. Well, I guess that is wrapping it up for yeah, today. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for coming thanks for in. sharing. You're welcome. But before you go, I just want to say this one thing. Yeah. For anybody who has a family member or friend, someone they know that is dealing with addiction. There are people out there who are tired of that individual who keeps relapsing, keeps going back, making that promise. Just my prayer and my hope is that you stick with them. Hmm. Don't give up on them. Because the possibility of change is there. They just need to go through the process and they need someone who's willing to stick it out with them. Right. Yeah. It's a good word. Love it. All right. Well, thank you for sharing and thank everyone for listening. And we, uh, we are so glad you came, Lamont. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Whole New Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. We'd love for you to join our Facebook group and keep the conversation going. If you'd like to learn more about us and our business, check us out at holeinthewall.com. If you'd like to learn more about how to start a Hole in the Wall franchise, go to holeinthewallfranchising.com.